Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wolf Packer Show. My name is Ethan McDowell, and I am here with Noah Fleischman. And I am here in a Panera parking lot from my car because we have to talk about the huge news that just dropped with Wolfpack recruiting this morning. Grayson McCall, five-year Coastal Carolina quarterback, is going to spend his final season of college eligibility with the Wolfpack. It was a hotly contested recruitment over the past few days between UCF and NC State. He visited both schools over the weekend, but NC State prevails, and they lock up likely their future starter for the 2024 season. Noah, this is huge news. Um, you know, we're going to do the housekeeping. We're going to do everything that we usually do on this show in a minute. But first, I have to get your initial reaction to this, you know, you know, season changing news for the Wolfpack. It's it's, you know, probably the, one of the biggest fish that I think NC State could have caught, you know, with what they're dealing with. And he's a guy that can come in and with this offense, you know, with the weapons around him. And you look at Casey Concepcion, you look at the freshmen that are coming. You know, I think it's an opportunity to really take this offense to another level. You know, Andy Staples talked about it on the Transfer Portal show a couple of weeks ago, saying, like, if Grayson McCall ends up at NC State, he could take them from being what they have, you know, eight, nine wins a year to maybe 10, 11 wins next year. And I know it's really early to talk about that, but, you know, he's the kind of guy that t- takes NC State's ceiling a little bit higher and, and makes the Wolfpack, you know, an outside chance of, of making that 12-team playoff now just with having a quarterback of his, of his success, his stature. He doesn't turn the ball over. He scores a lot of touchdowns. He throws a lot of yards. Exciting to get him in an offense with Robert and I, who likes to tailor to his, his team's strengths. It's going to be a fun one to watch next year. Yeah, um, and you mentioned how he could elevate their ceiling, and I think that's what the best-case scenario out of the portal, right? I think you can't imagine anything better than getting someone who is going to raise your ceiling. NC State – you know, they have a solid floor. They, they're going to have one of the best defenses in the conference every single year, as long as Tony Gibson is coaching in Raleigh. Now you bring in a signal caller who, you know, just look at the numbers he's put up. I mean, he is um, the only three-time Sunbelt player of the year ever for football. He is the um, – he threw for 10,000 yards during his time at Coastal, and that's after, that's when he, he redshirted a year. And um, missed you know, half of last season due to injury, so or this season I should say. So, you know, he's a proven signal caller. He has an established track record of success, and so much of his success happened in like a unique offense, right? With um, Chadwell down at Coastal Carolina before this year, where um, you know he's no stranger to playing in a unique system and mastering that system, like he'll have to do for his final year here in Raleigh. Um, you know, before we continue, just wanted to shout out that we are both writers for thewolfpacker.com. Um, right now, man, it is a busy, busy time. I'm in my car today because I'm in Spartanburg, South Carolina for the uh, Shrine Bowl of the Carolinas practice week down here for a couple of days to see, um, you know, commits like Jonathan Paler, um, Trent Mitchell, Christian Zachary, Jamar Boston compete this week. Um, 
And, you know, while we're doing that, it's <laughs> transfer portal season. Obviously, we're posting constant scoops there. Um, the run, the signing day is turning into an all-out sprint. So, you know, go check it out. We have all the latest info analysis on there. Um, pretty much anything you could look for, it's on there. And right now, it's only $1 for your first month if you want to join um, and get some access to that premium content. But... We're going to you know, shift gears here and just keep talking about Grayson McCall because I, it, it's hard to overstate how big of a recruiting win this is. Like, I, I heard they talked to a couple other quarterbacks, and there was definitely interest. Um, uh, it was very, I think, um, out there yesterday. There was some buzz around Oregon transfer Ty Thompson and um, maybe a potential visit this weekend. Um, I've heard that that is no longer happening. Uh, like, they, they were keeping their options open because you can't afford to wait in the portal, right, Noah? Like you, you can't um, afford to put all your eggs in one basket, but um, they did a great job of not doing that while also prioritizing Grayson. And uh, it's everything I heard says that his visit, you know, started Friday, um, went extremely well. Um, they went to Capitol Grill, uh, spent time with uh, the coaches and just, um, you know, that quality time, I believe helped make, make a difference in his recruitment and it built some momentum that um carry up carried on into um into the early part of this week and then the, everything got wrapped up from my understanding um yesterday is when um you know the the good news started to arrive so huge addition Noah just a, a an absolute um ceiling raiser for the pack and a floor setter um Noah you spent a couple seasons in, in the Sun Belt you're familiar with that conference um where Grayson McCall is coming from um just based on you know, watching that conference, paying attention, talking to people involved in that conference. Can you just describe kind of what kind of player NC State is getting in Grayson McCall? The Sunbelt Conference, you know, it's a group of five conference and a lot of people, you know, maybe the ACC or elsewhere around the country don't realize the quality of, of teams that are in that conference, but it's one of the best, you know, G5 conferences out there. It probably is right now the best. And, and he was the cream of the crop for three years. Um, in that conference, you know, three, three in a row player of the year. That's not an offensive player. That is the, the player of the year in the conference. You know, he led coastal Carolina to a couple, you know, Sunbelt championship games appearances played really well. I mean, in Jamie Chadwell's system that we've already talked about. So this is a guy who is a proven winner and he's got production too. And I think that helps a lot. Um, and in you're playing the Sunbelt, which plays, you know, in a similar footprint a little bit to the ACC in a way. You've got teams in, in North Carolina. You've got teams in Georgia. Um, but he played well in that. He showed what he can do. It's not a slouch of a conference. It's not, you know, one of the one of the bottom-tier FBS conferences. 10,000 yards is hard to do anywhere, especially in the Sunbelt Conference. Um, you know, 10,005 10, to be exact. He, he got hurt um, at Arkansas State this year and did not play the rest of the year. Um He's fine though. He should be good to go for spring ball for them. Um, he just got you know hit on a slide and, and you know was carted off the field, but he's fine now and, and it's good to go. Uh, but definitely, as we talked about, it's a big time, big time portal pickup. Um, you know, it's, it's a sort of an attractive one. It's not one of those that goes, oh well, we'll see what happens. Like this is this is one that a lot of people are excited about, and they should be. And, and we'll see what he does in Raleigh. Um, but, you know, so far, when you look at it on paper, it's, it's a really good pickup for Dave Doran's co- and crew. And, you know, it's um, it's a huge midweek addition that also continues the awesome momentum that was set over the weekend, right? Like, to start off the portal cycle, they, 
they get get a commitment from Wesley Grimes, one of the top wide receivers in the portal, local kid from Raleigh, who um, has decided to come back home, and a you know big tall outside receiver with proven production at Wake Forest. So you land him, then you pick up commitments from um, Valen Erickson and Zeke Correll within 30 minutes of each other Saturday night. So that addresses two big needs on the offensive line. You get, um, you know, Erickson is going to be involved in that tackle rotation, can provide some good depth with three years of eligibility remaining. And Correll is going to be a plug-and-play starter at center with um, Dylan McMahon uh, apparently headed to the NFL draft. Um, so you land them. You have a successful visit weekend. By at this point, five of these six players who officially visited NC State last weekend are committed now. Like that's that that's significant. That's impressive. the The staff is just recruiting at a super high level right now. They're, they're working extremely hard. They're doing everything they can to, like we've said plenty of times on this podcast already, raise the ceiling. They are raising the ceiling of NC State's football program over the past couple of weeks. And um, I think that's just going to continue because there's a lot of exciting news coming up. A lot of good players visiting this weekend as well. We have visit lists over on the Wolfpacker.com if you want to check it out. But, um, yeah, I think it's hard to understate how much of an impact, you know, adding the quarterback early. Like that, like now, if you're recruiting the rest of that offense, which NC State is recruiting some dynamic offensive players right now, they know who's going to be throwing them the ball now. You have Cedric Bailey is firmly committed to NC State. He's planning on signing with the Wolfpack. And then you have McCall into that quarterback room. So it went from tons of uncertainty this time last month after um, you know MJ decided to redshirt and then later transfer. You had a ton of uncertainty there. You had no idea what the quarterback situation was going to look like. Now it's clarity. And that momentum is just going to continue to build and it's going to be very exciting for the Wolfpack over the next couple of weeks. I think there's going to be a lot of good news in store over the next week. And um, yeah, Noah, where's kind of like, I want to say excitement level, but just um, what, what is the vibe you're getting around this transfer portal cycle, this, um, you know, silly season cycle? It, it, it To me, it just seems like NC State's kind of hitting, hitting the ball out of the park here. It's a home run so far. You know, when you look at who they've, you know, secured commitments from, who they've lost, you know, they've lost a couple of key guys, but they brought in key transfers. So it kind of offsets it a little bit. And you look at it, I think it should be high. The coaching staff, people on, on, on social media right now are continuing to tease other things, saying, you know, it's going to be a good week. And, and I think it will be um, when you talk about that. And NC State holds the number nine overall transfer portal class, according to Andre. That's right now. That's after McCall. And obviously they're still working so that they could shoot up the rank leaderboard even more. But number nine in the country for any kind of recruiting class, whether it's transfer portal or high school, I think that that shows you how well they're recruiting right now, you know, just by getting quality players that have proven at the college level that they can basically plug and play almost all of them right now. Yeah, and, and it's not a guarantee, right, that these players will be able to come in and make an instant impact, the same impact they made at their old school. But, um, heck, it's – um. <laughs> It's got to make you feel good if you're an NC State coach that you're going to be bringing in kids who um, can compete at an elite level at um, their previous school, and that starts with McCall, and um, it's going to be super exciting to watch. Um, before we continue with the rest of the show, just want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Game Time. Game Time is a ticket buying and selling marketplace. Um, whether you're looking for tickets to 
the next Hurricanes game, um, you know, an NC State basketball game. Uh, the tickets at Reynolds these days are, are are hard to come by. So, but you can find them on the Game Time app, and um, it or on GameTime.co on your web browser. You can find it either place. And if you do, go check it out on the app. And if you do, it's you pull it up. And if you're looking for tickets to Friday's Predators at Hurricanes game. You can see exactly the view from your seat on the app. It's not really working that well from the car, but I'm holding up my phone to the camera and you can see that um, you can see the exact view from your seat. And that's a super convenient part of the you know process here. And um, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, Noah and I both use it. And if you choose to use it, use code WOLFPACK. That's all caps WOLFPACK on your first purchase and you'll get $20 off. So it's a sweet deal. All right, Noah. Let's talk some more portal recruiting, overall recruiting in the JUCO, the prep levels. Um, so, like I said, I'm at the Shrine Bowl this week, right? And um, you know, talking to you know Jonathan Paler, you know, he's probably the most well-known commit in this year's class, just because he's someone NC State recruited for so long, and. Um, you know, I was interested to see because he, he plays at the, the two two A level in North Carolina, and plays against some teams that uh, you know, he, he's able to score with ease against and um, put up big numbers with ease against those opponents. I was excited to see how he would um fare against uh, you know, increased competition. And dude, let me tell you, yesterday, it it it's still his elite speed. Believe it or not, still translates. He's still faster than everybody. Um, he, it was very hard to cover. Um, something that he didn't get to show off a ton in high school that really impressed me was his route running yesterday. I thought he did a really good job. It's clear he's been, um, you know, training in that, even though that's not a huge part of his high school's offense. He was able to um, – he still has that skill set, and it's, that you know, that type of refined skill set, that refined ability that's going to, I think, make him a day one contributor at NC State. And, um, you know – He's locked in, by the way. I, I don't think there's any reason to be uh, worried about him going anywhere. Um, and the other guys there, uh, I talked to um, Trent Mitchell, who I had never seen live, Noah. First of all, he's probably the tallest offensive lineman um, at, at the uh, at the Shrine Bowl. Very impressive um, looking guy. And um, he is very quick. I was surprised by how quick he is at 6'6", 290. He was moving around extremely well. Um, played well in like the one-on-one situations and everything, and um, just really impressed with him. Um, I, I think NC State's getting a good player. On three has him ranked higher than any other recruiting service. They have him at like an 89, which is right on that border of a um, three and a four star. So, and, and I think that's appropriate. I think he's um, one of the better offensive um, linemen in North Carolina, and um, you know ha- has an argument as one of the the best in the uh, 2024 class. So, really excited to see. Um, what ends up happening with him um, when he gets onto campus. And he's enrolling in January, signing next week. So that, that'll be exciting to see from him. And um, lastly, from the North Carolina side, then you have um, then you have the guys like uh, – or South Carolina, I mean. You have Jamar Boston and Christian Zachary, who um, you know, really, really jump off the page in terms of their, their recruitment. And out of high school, their highlight tapes were two of the more impressive I watched all year. And um, you know, they're two impressive receivers, man. Jamar Boston, he I, I want I want to see him and Jonathan Paler race. That, that that's what I want to see. I want to see who would win because they are both 
very, very fast. Um, Boston's like, you know, six foot tall, um, could be an inside or an outside receiver. He worked at outside receiver during yesterday's Shrine Bowl practice. We'll see where he's working today when I'm back there in about an hour and a half. But um, excited to see him. And, you know, Christian Zachary is 6'3". You know, he's going to be someone who can win those contested catches. And he's like, a, you know, just smooth runner, fast kid, good vertical speed. And, you know, there's just a lot of excitement going on right now there. And it's going to be exciting to see how they fare when, once they're on campus. All right. That's my Shrine Bowl spiel. But, um, Noah, um, let, let's swing back to the transfer portal here. Who are some names that you're looking out for? Because um, NC State's not done. They are not done. I cannot emphasize that enough. Who are some names you're watching out for that NC State fans should be watching out for down the stretch here? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a few, and you can look around, you know, this offense, and they're probably not done on the offensive side of the ball. There's a lot of holes still kind of to, to fill in. Some guys that might be, you know, coming home, or, or I don't know, it's going to be interesting. You know, at running back, you know, a guy like Hollywood Smothers might be a good one to watch. You know, he'll be on campus this weekend. And it's going to be one, I think, that, you know, running back's a spot where they could add. And I think he's one that that could easily, you know, fill in there. You know, there's a couple holes there in that running back room. So he's a guy I think would, would translate pretty well. And as a Raleigh guy, I think he'd fit in with uh, with NC State. Absolutely. And um, I wanted to ask you, just if, if you could pick anyone, if you're looking at the, the transfer portal target board right now, post Grayson McCall's commitment, who is one player out of the portal you would add to NC State's 2024 football roster? Anybody in the portal? You know, Grace McCall would have been the answer if this was like, you know, a couple hours ago. But they locked him up. But I think, you know, it's interesting. There's a couple like, you know, targets obviously that they're going after pretty hard right now. But if I could take anybody off the board, it's somebody who NC State's pretty familiar with because he had a good game against them this year. And that'd be Jordan Waters at Duke. I mean, he ran for 123 yards and a touchdown against the Wolfpack defense this year. You know, I think it was an 83-yard touchdown run that he had. What's the last explosive play that NC State gave up this year? You know, he's the reason why the defense, you know, turned things around. So maybe you can add him. Um, you know, I'm talking about two running backs, but there's enough room to keep adding up running backs and, and make it work. And I think this offense – could be pretty dangerous if they're able to to pull some strings here down the stretch and, and get some people on campus. Yeah, he, he was actually my pick as well. I think he, he's a game changer, and I think NC State is involved there. So I'm um, keeping an eye on him. But, um, you know, he would be, like, like you said, I, th- I believe he led the ACC in t- rushing touchdowns this season. Just, um, yeah, he had 12. Yeah. So he's quality player, experienced player. Um, one year of eligibility remaining for him. So if, if he chose to go to NC State, he would, um, you know, be an instant impact guy. And uh, we talked about raising the ceiling with McCall. Um, um, yeah, he, he's someone that would significantly raise the ceiling of NC State's running back room and, um, you know, put it into a, a, a pretty elite place, I think. I think it would be one of the better in the ACC, to be honest. But, um, yeah, so huge fan of him. And then, but the guy I'm going to point out here, and I'm going to switch gears to the defensive side of the ball, is um, DJ Douglas. He's someone that I found out is visiting NC State this weekend today. But um, he's a safety from Tulane, and he is six foot, 205 pound junior who um, had a great year this year 54 total tackles, three interceptions, 
Um, I think he's someone you could maybe come in and maybe he moves to nickel or something, replaces Robert Kennedy. Um, so, so another instant impact guy you could see coming in there and, uh, you know, you know, replacing the production that, uh, you know, Robert Kennedy's going to leave because he's been really good this year. So I, I think I'm going to go with him. I, I, I think they could use some help on the defensive side of the ball and, uh, I'll pick him for the uh, the next addition to the pack. All right, well, folks, um, this was a shorter episode than usual this week, but um, you know, we just wanted to make sure we got the breaking news out there. So, thank you all for um, for watching and listening. We will be back next week to ha- we'll have another transfer portal update because it's not going to slow down anytime soon. Um, it by the time we record, I guess it'll be um, it'll be close to signing day, if not past signing day. So we'll talk about that. And um, and then basketball is still going. Noah and I have full coverage of everything happening on the court. Um, go check out thewolfpacker.com for that, and we will talk more about it next week. Thanks again, folks, and have a great week.